0: finally connect with you. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to connect with you from uh, last few days. Uh, You're busy, but uh, uh, luckily I got the opportunity today to talk with you. Good man. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So how are you doing? Good, good man. Good.
1: It's uh, a, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a relaxing Sunday, Sunday afternoon over here. And uh, I live in uh, Ellicott City, Maryland which is uh, not too far from from Washington, D.C. So it's a it's always busy, but uh, Sundays, it's kind of relaxed.
0: Awesome. So I thought uh, I've gone through your profile and uh, uh, it was very impressive. So I thought to talk about uh, talk with you and uh, tell about the work that you are doing to my audience.
1: Oh, excellent, man. Yeah. 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 Go for it.
0: So. so can you please introduce yourself to my audience and to the world who is listening and watching this?
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm, I'm Steve Worthy. Um, I am CEO of Worthy Retail You. Uh, it is a online platform that we focus in on executive coaching for, for retail leaders. And I also have uh, retail leadership with Steve Worthy. It is a podcast. We do an audio podcast each week. And then I also do live streaming um, from a podcasting standpoint. Um, We do that at least two to three times a week. And we focus once again on retail leadership. We try to help people understand how to advance their career, how to fit in with their culture within a retail environment. But then also we focus in on how can they communicate their message and their leadership better um, as they continue to grow within their uh, retail journey.
0: Okay, so uh, it is your own company?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So what exactly it is about and when you started this and what is your inspiration? Who, who inspired you and what made you to start this?
1: Oh, it's a good question, man. That's a good question. You know, I think, I think a lot of times, um, especially with leadership, a lot of the inspiration comes out of the experiences that I've had with other leaders that have impacted my life. And so really, that's kind of where it started. So I actually had I had another company um, before this one. It was um, Worthy Leadership Group, and where I pretty much did the same thing. But that was inspired from, from leaders who have um, been part of my journey as a leader. And I've been doing retail for about 20, 25 years in different levels. And so uh, I always found myself connecting with with other leaders, and or people who were either trying to figure their journey out, they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do, or they needed help with their communication, or they needed help with just some leadership um, gap that they had in their life. And I just, people like that would gravitate to me. And I said, Okay, this is actually really cool. I actually have the opportunity to to give back. And so that's actually what I've been really doing with this is really kind of giving back um, to to leaders um, who who may not know exactly um, who may who may be trying to find their leadership voice. And we do that through um, through coaching. You know, the idea about coaching is really just to help somebody get to get from where they currently are to where they want to go. And a lot of times they don't know where they want to go. So we help kind of define that journey. Uh, together as well.
0: So uh, tell me about your experience, the work experience.
1: Yeah. So, uh, wow, a lot of it started like um, I was in the Air Force. Um, So I I was in the military uh, right after what we call high school over here in the States. And so that was really kind of where my leadership journey started. And uh, and if I could be very honest with yourself and your listeners, I, 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 I didn't want to be a leader. I didn't. I actually I actually ran from that responsibility while I was in the Air Force. I was put into and in, put into a, a leadership role and um, I didn't want it. Um, I was like 18 years old and I was like, I don't want to do this. And so I did whatever I could to get out of that role. And I did. However, my training instructor put me in a completely uh, put me in another role that actually had more responsibility unbeknownst to me. And one of the things he said to me, and this has stuck with me my entire life, he said, Worthy, my, my last name is Worthy. He said, Worthy, leadership will always find you out. And what he meant by that is that a lot of times people will see things in you that you don't even see within yourself just yet. And you have to trust that person that they're trying to put you in a position to succeed. But for me, I was fighting against it um, until that second until that um, until you put me into that second role of leadership. And then from there, my leadership journey just kind of took off. I was I was actually thrust into a leadership role. And um, from from there, it just it, it, it I, I fell in love with the idea of leadership, the concepts. The, um, the 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 thought processes, how to help people um, from 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 the military. I actually started right into retail. I had multi-unit roles with um, in the specialty coffee industry. Um, I've worked for you know uh, some of the some of the largest actually retailers um, in multi-unit roles inherent um, in, here in the United States. Um, and then from that point on, I started doing executive coaching. Probably about ten years ago and just fell in love with that process and, and I've been doing it ever since.
0: So uh, when your superior said you to, uh, I mean, uh, when your superior uh, gave you that responsibility that you are uh, never before, so how you started, you know, that is completely new for you and uh, you don't know what to do and how to do it. You know, how, how you uh, uh, habituated that and uh, how, how you adapted to that?
1: Oh, thing. that's, dude, that's a great question. That's a great question, because here, here's, here's what happens sometimes when you are thrust into a leadership role. Yeah, you don't know what to do. But I think for me, one, one of the things that I've, I, I, I figured out first was like, okay, what's, what's the goal? And so the, the new role that he put me into in the military, you have to go through basic training. So I was in basic training at the time. And there was, I think, about 60 of us or so in this squadron. And the role that he put me in was that I had a responsibility. This is the second role. I had responsibility for the cleanliness of the entire bathroom. So just just think about it in this context. It's 60 guys. It's in the summer. And we're all between 18 and 27 years old from all different walks of life. And we and it's hot and it's sticky and it's nasty. And I am responsible for the cleanliness level of this bathroom and where we get weekly, um, we we get weekly. Uh, uh, what do they call? them? Oh, my gosh. Um, um, they, they visit the bathroom, and they score your bathroom and they judge your bathroom based on the cleanliness level. And so he, I was put into that responsibility. And so one of the things I had to figure out was like, OK, what's my goal? My goal is to keep the keep a clean bathroom and to make sure that as much as possible, whenever they come to um, whenever whenever they come to inspect our bathroom, we actually have to be able to get pull it together really quickly. Right. Because you can't you can't you can't not have guys use the bathroom. Right. And so what we did was that um, I said, OK, this is the goal we have to be able to as almost like a rapid response team. And I said, so this is what we're going to do. We divided the bathroom in half. This half of the bathroom, you guys can use this half of the bathroom. You can't because this half of the bathroom has to remain spotless. So that way, if we have an inspection, all we actually have to do is worry about this other piece, this other portion. We did the same thing with the showers. We said, Hey, this portion of the showers, that's it. You can only take showers. And we we, we recreated a schedule uh they didn't like it i didn't care um you know and we and we worked through that process for six for six weeks and that that process taught me about delegation it taught me about um putting people on my team that were different than me that had different strengths um and I, the other thing was, was okay for me to have a little muscle. So I had these big guys that were on my team that kind of were almost my enforcers. So they, they were, they would like, Hey, worthy said, don't go in the bathroom. And they were like six, 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 seven guys. You know, I'm like 5'11, you know. And so, so, so I, I utilized what I had. I, you know, I said, no, I can't have you in the bathroom. So I had, I had some, some, uh, some bodyguards, if you will for the bathroom. And so just, but that was part of my leadership growth and understanding what I needed to do for for, uh, putting together a different team.
0: So after completion, after coming out uh, from the army, so what was your first job?
1: Oh, my first job, um, I went to, so when I got out of the Air Force, I went into college and I I got my undergrad degree, uh, my bachelor's degree in accounting and that was my first job out of a out of um out of college and out of the service was the accounting and I hated it i I lasted i think five months in accounting. I couldn't stand it um because I was stuck in a room uh in an office and I'm looking at the computer all day and I'm trying to like look at balance sheets and all these other things and you know accounts and uh, reconciling accounts and i was just like dude this is not me this is not my personality at all and um and so i said i gotta figure something out so i took a trip to um visit my relatives and i came upon i came upon this company um i was there for about like a week or so maybe almost like seven days I mean almost 10 days and so i came across this company it was um, a specialty coffee company and I, I went in there and i said oh i like this i like the vibe in here this is actually really cool i i spoke to the manager um he and i had a really good conversation his boss um was actually visiting his cafe at the time i got to meet him and how things happen um within about two days his boss's boss the regional guy was was coming into town and they asked me if I wanted to go play golf I was just learning how to play golf and um little did I know we played 18 rounds but that entire 18 rounds was a was a job interview it wasn't so much me playing golf they were just asking me about leadership and my experience and all this other stuff and um you know, within I think within two days after that, I got I got a job offer to be a um, a district manager in training and uh, I, from 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 that point on, as they say, the rest is history. That was like my first multi unit job that I loved. It fit my personality and um, it just it, it it allowed me to be me to develop people quickly to go to different business units because every every business unit is different. And so it allowed me to always kind of utilize my brain differently and not just be set in one area of leadership. I had to lead this person differently. I had to lead this team differently. And for me, it, it, was, it was just a perfect situation. And I've been looking and I've been in those situations for the rest of my career, just making sure that I'm able to kind of lead people differently because I don't wanna get stale and um, I want my people to be able to grow and um, and expand, and so the only way I'm going to be able to do that if I'm doing that myself.
0: So the previous job of yours uh, uh, was different, and this job is different. So uh, what would you say if you if I say you to compare both and uh, what you learned from both? Ooh, ooh, um,
1: you know. What's different from 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 both the from the military? <laughs> uh, you can't lead. You, military is all about I give you an order and you follow it. Period. You don't you don't you don't question it. You don't you don't second guess it. You you get the order and you follow it. So I had a rough experience. I had a rough time initially transferring into the private sector from the military you know from a leadership standpoint i had the leadership bones but i was still leading a little bit from that military standpoint of like hey you know you do as i say and that's it will be good and what i realized um and what the difference was was about relationships and was truly about understanding like people right i know that's that's a phrase that gets tossed around so much we have to understand people no but to truly understand people you have to listen and you have to take time and it takes time and if you take the time up front to get to know people to get to know your team guess what you can accelerate the growth and the and the um and the goals that you have because you've you've created a foundation of relationship that you can that you can tie into now you're mutually you're mutually vested in a relationship and a project and now you can move forward in the military you're 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 just vested in the in the in the order that's given, right? Whether it's you know um, go do this, okay, sir, I'm doing it, right? You don't question it, right? You don't. A lot of times in the military, you don't know the the ultimate goal because depending on your rank, you are just a um, um, you are just a uh, uh, a cog, if you will, um, in the in the bigger process, and that's okay. I I I love that process of the military. I love the the process of the chain of command. But in the private sector, it is, it is truly about relationship and helping people know who you are and what you stand for. Because if you can do that, then you'll get more out of people. You'll get the best out of people. And that's what you really want. You don't want it just to get more. You want to get the best out of people. And the only way you're ever going to do that is to have a really good re- relationship and rapport with them.
0: It's re- it's really interesting that uh, yeah uh, you changed uh, the jobs and uh, you adapted to the new one and uh, you learned something that uh, completely different from what you learned before. So after that, what you did and uh, what was your age uh, when you completed your second job?
1: Ooh, so I was um 25 at that time, um and then from um from the specialty coffee company i went into um same thing multi-unit and but it was um it was a it was a company called barnes and nobles that we have over here in the states um big it's a big book company you know remember bookstores now every now now everybody even myself included we buy all our books online right we you know we used to go in the bookstores and sit down and like actually look at the book and stuff and so um that was a different industry you know for me but Same principles applied, same principles applied. You know, I, for me, every time I moved from one company to, to the next, it wasn't so much about the comp, it wasn't so much about the company. And I don't know, this may be different than, I don't know, maybe, maybe some of your other, um, you know, uh, guests probably thought the same way. It wasn't so much about the company. It was, it was really about me. I'm trying to expand my my leadership and trying to expand who I was. And so a lot of times I moved to companies. Um I even moved out of the retail industry for a while. I moved into um, the project management industry for about two, maybe two and a half years, and that was a completely different industry than retail. but i I moved into that into that industry because it was challenging to me. And the role that I had was around helping companies that initially identify their business pain. I was working for this company in Atlanta and my goal was to go into different companies. It didn't ma- it didn't matter the industry. It could be telecommunications, it could be pharmaceuticals, um, it could be retail, um, it could be, you know, for a furniture, furniture company, it didn't matter. My job was to go into these companies and help them identify a business pain that they had, whether it was lack of productivity from their team, whether it was um, issues with their supply chain, whether it was competition that was moving into um, into their market and taking market share. And the goal was to help them identify that pain, but then we would come in and use project management principles to help them solve that. So going into that industry, I can't, I, it, it was i i it was probably one of the best things that i've ever did i've ever done um, because it helped me increase my level of discipline for asking why and asking deeper and broader questions of not just business but of myself and of people because uh, as a, at the same time when i was with that company i went back to grad school and i got my and i was getting my mba And so it was like the perfect fit of like that project management learning um how to understand a project but going to different companies and then also uh understanding critical thinking which is really the biggest part of 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 getting your mba is that is for me it it was it was understanding the critical thinking aspect and now those two together man and then i moved back into retail and it just it just it, it put me at another level. It just it put me at another level with like my peers. Um, it put me at another level with like kind of like my leadership, the confidence that I had. It was more of a calm confidence, as you can tell. I'm I'm a New Yorker, so we're kind of brash and like ah, right. So that it, it kind of calmed me down as a leader and really um um uh, centered me and allowed me to kind of lead out of um, being Steve and not my position. And it just set me up for a completely different level for, for, for leadership.
0: When you started this, your own company.
1: Oh gosh. So, um, I've had a couple different ones. I've had a couple different ones. So, uh, when I lived in Atlanta, um, the, 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 the church that I, I went to, they had a um a a class to teach entrepreneurship so here's the interesting thing is that uh that same company that i worked for when i was doing project management a buddy of mine he, he he went to the same church and so we were um we were actually uh teaching a class uh together and we were teaching people who wanted to start a business this was in 2000 Oh, 2003 or four, something like that. No, maybe five, I think. And we were teaching people who wanted to learn how to start a business, um, how to start a business, put a business plan together, you know, a uh, marketing plan, all these things that nowadays you don't really need. You just go. Um, but we were like helping people understand that. And so I started a business called um, Worthy Business Solutions, and I was helping people with their with their business plans and their marketing plans. Um, and then what I realized, once again, I'm really quick in uh, figuring out what I don't like. Um, and I realized that I hated like the writing aspect of the business plan and like the computer work and all of that stuff. I, I hate it. I'm like, okay, I, uh, you know, no patience. But what I realized that I did like was actually consulting and sitting down with you. And us having a cup of coffee, and then we're writing everything out. And you go and do your portion of it. Of, or, of, and you know, uh, I'll give you action steps. And you come back in a week. And next thing you know, now we got the formulation of a business. Now we have the formulation of a business plan or a marketing plan. That was some measure to. That was some coaching before I, I call myself a coach. Though those are the things that I was actually doing. And so. um so I did that uh for for a while, and then um we left atlanta and then um and then I was actually still doing coaching. I still had people from Atlanta calling me and asking me to to coach um which I didn't call it that I called it consulting um but I just had a lot of people still calling me to do that, and so I was still doing that, even though I was doing different roles in retail and then um I started uh worthy uh leadership group about uh, it was about four years ago it's about four years ago and i started doing um uh, um really focused in on um diverse uh leaders and you know um that market but what i realized was that and then that's when i actually started a podcast too at that same time but what i realized was that um my heart was in retail and my heart was for the retail leader and so when so i i switched to worthy retail you actually i just did that this year i just switched to worthy retail you this year and so the goal with worthy retail you is we're we're creating courses um you know we do um we do group and individual coaching um for for retail leaders but then we also have those different platforms on youtube and um you know facebook group and LinkedIn group. Um, One of the goals that we have for 2022 is that we're going to start our own private uh, membership group Um, that's going to be off of Facebook and off of LinkedIn, that there's going to be more concentrated uh, coaching and content that I can kind of that I can give. I got a whole bunch of stuff in my head that I'm I'm ready to share. And, and, um, you know, so, so we're excited about kind of the future of where we're going.
0: You are into different professions in uh, in different times of your life. So, as a as a person, as a leading person, so what do you think that worked for you to make things possible?
1: What do you mean? I'm sorry. One more time. Can you say that? Repeat it one more time.
0: So, you are into different professions in your life, and uh, which are completely different. One is different from other. So, what do you think? Uh, as a as a leader, as a leading person, what do you think that worked uh, for you? Uh, to be a great leader and uh, what do you think that worked for you to make things things possible
1: oh dude that's a big question that's a big question man you know i think um you know when i when i i got my first leadership book when i was 27 my my old pastor pastor philip davis gave me the book and it was by it was a john maxwell book and it was called um developing the leader within you and in that book it talked about the five levels of leadership and the first one being position and then the last one being personhood you know the the position leader is that's it they're 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 the leader based off of their position and the personhood leader is based off of the character and people want to follow you based off of who you are and not what you can do for them not, not because of your position, but because of who you are, and so for me, I I think it it was it was a goal, and it's still a goal because as my pastor David said, he said Steve, you'll never get your Ph.D. in leadership, you know, and you know he said you never you'll never get your Ph.D. in God, you know, you you're always learning, you're always growing, but for me, the goal was to be seen and be felt as a personhood leader. That I wanted people to be able to follow me out of who I am, who I am. Um, yes, maybe a little bit about what what I can give them in a, in the a context of leadership advice, um, coaching, and thoughts. Um, you know, so for me, it's it's just been a continuous journey of how do I continue to improve. One of the things that I say that and I say this all the time, when we talk about this in our coaching, is that. You know, the the more you know yourself, the more you can say no. The tendency, a lot of times, and from a leader standpoint, is that if you don't really know who you are as a leader, you will you will look at every shiny object. We just I just did we just did an article the other day um, about the shiny object syndrome. Basically, you know, it's the the next best thing comes up, the next marketing tool. Oh, I like that. The next, you know, um, um, social media you know, tool. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. It's like the neck. It's like, it's like the squirrel. It's like this shiny object just comes and you to start looking you, you don't know, no, you're not focused. And so there's a lot of leaders that do that. And they, and they jump from this to this, to this. And I say that the more, you know, yourself, the more you're grounded, the more the value system you have that you can create based off of who you are, not based off of anybody else, but based off of who you are the more you can say no to all those little shiny things that keep keep popping up because they're not the best thing for you. They may be good, they may be okay, but they're not the best thing for you. And you can say no to that and focus in on the best. And I think that has helped me um, as a leader um, become a little more understanding and sure of who I am and what I stand for. Um, And I'm able to say yes to a lot of the really good stuff. Um like like, like like finally connecting with you. um uh, this was a this was a this was a definite for me, and um you know i I, I think that's probably been a, a a decent um piece of my success. I think the other thing is you know, is knowing people, you know, and i can i can read, I can read a room fairly quickly and kind of under and really know who's in charge without them saying something. It's all body language, right? Um, with my team, I can uh, understand kind of who they are. I can empathize with who, you know with them, and then I can communicate there therein. So I think it's a culmination of like uh, you know continuously growing myself as a leader and making sure my value system is always is always solid. But then it's also making sure that I'm always connected and know my people and know what I can give them when I need to give them something. Um, and it has to be at the right time. It has to be the right message.
0: So, as a communicator, I'm sure uh, uh, in all your life uh, you 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 might have uh, met a lot of leaders and a uh, lot of people who are into different uh, uh, positions. So, while interacting with them, or while listening to them, and while talking with them, and uh, what 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 is the thing that uh, that that always uh, makes you to learn and? Uh, and observe in them, and uh, and how you communicated. What is what is the the, the greatest quality that you have uh, that made people to connect with you and uh, and uh, 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 and take them uh, you as a leader.
1: Uh, you know I th- this is, um a lot of people don't talk about this, but there's a um it's a, a approachability, right? It's just that ability for people to actually um feel that they can trust you. And 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 come to you with certain things, or that they can actually approach you. So a lot of times in my roles, you know, I'll be visiting different stores, and you know, the tendency is that okay, well, this higher up, which is me, I'm going into the stores, and a lot of times like, oh my gosh, here 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 they come, and they don't have they're not gonna have time to speak to us. They're just focused in on this, and I, I you know I don't do that. I don't do that. I talk to everybody. I talk to the, to the card attendant. I talk to the cashier. I talk to whoever it, whoever it is. I think approachability is something it's almost a lost art. Um, and leadership is because you have to be approachable. People have to be able to come to you and to be able to, um, feel that they could almost kind of bare their soul and, 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 and that you won't hold it against them, you know, They can come to you and say something that is really, uh, you know, maybe negative, either about like their business or about their leadership. And they can feel that you're going to be like, okay, all right. You're not going to turn around and say, oh, my gosh, you suck. You're horrible. Like, no, approachability is like, hey, come to me, talk to me, and let's figure out how we can work through this together. And some of the best leaders that I've come in contact with have that they yes they have the experience experience of course is great they but what they also have and i've learned is the is what we call john maxwell calls evaluated experiences you can have all the experience in the world but if you haven't evaluated your experience to see to figure out whether or not it was um, something that you've learned from or something that you need to teach somebody else then it's just an experience but the evaluated experience is something that you internalize and then actually it actually complements who you are as a leader. So that approachability, the ability to understand evaluated experiences, and then also to just be very candid, you know, candid about what it is that um, is wrong, you know if it's something that's right or if it's just, it's just something that's wrong. it's okay right uh, and so i think those are some of the traits that um i've looked at um i've seen a lot of a lot of leaders be successful with and i've been and i've tried to implement those into into my leadership journey
0: uh your words are really hard hitting. your experience is making people think especially <laughs> me <laughs> I'm and uh, listen to this uh, uh, say this so it's it's really effective. It's really uh, really powerful what you're saying. So now you, uh, all your exp- uh, in your experience, uh, you learned. Now you're giving back. So how is this? Well, how how do you call yourself? You know, you you was a learner before. Now you became a teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we we um we use you know one of the things throughout my throughout my journey, I've um I've realized um a couple of different things and we, we try to put this into our coaching, our coaching practice. And we, if you go to our website, we call it the, 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 gym approach and gym, the G standing for grow, the E is for empower and the M is for multiply because throughout my, throughout my career, one of the things that I've learned is that I whenever I start something new, uh, I have to learn how to grow. And before you're, you're, just think about a plant. Before a plant can even grow, it has to be planted. And so for me as a leader, the growth process comes with being planted and being immersed into the culture of that company, of that team, um, understanding my team, understanding myself within that growth process, understanding how I need to um, have evaluated experiences and how that's going to help me grow so that's the G part, right? And it's also just it's also you just really kind of understanding that you need to have a leadership voice. The empowerment phase is is just that. It is where you start to hone your leadership voice, but you also start to understand a little bit about uh, self-awareness. You understand about emotional intelligence and how that plays. And I got to tell you one of the other under underestimated um I think attributes that a leader can have is the ability to be self-aware is to understand as a young leader, I would over leverage that as we talked earlier about approachability as a young leader, I would over leverage my approachability because that was my sweet spot had a great, great ability to connect with teams and connect with people. But as a young leader, I over leveraged it. And I didn't, and I didn't problem solve because I was, I was too busy being approachable. And so, in the empowerment phase, you, you understand self-awareness, you understand how to temper that strength. And then also how to, how to, how to, you know, um, work with your, uh, work with your, your, uh, your opportunities and put yourself in positions so that you can actually maybe hone that opportunity where it's not so much an opportunity anymore. It's just something that actually, um, kind of, it won't turn into a strength, but it becomes le- less of an opportunity and you can actually deal with it and you can still, be a successful leader, the the multiply phase is just that as well. Now you're at the point where you can multiply your leadership, you can actually give, you know, you can give a little bit more of yourself to your team, you can give a little bit more of yourself to the organization. And here's the thing about the about the 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 gym approach, it's a it's an iterative process. What I've learned is that at every level that I go to, it starts over, you know, so if I'm if I'm a store manager, The gym approaches at this level, that's great. Next, if I go to multi-unit, you know what? I got to start back over. I got to grow, empower, and multiply. Guess what? Because the circumstances are completely different. The level of your leadership needs at this level are going to be completely different. Now, if you go to a senior vice president role, guess what? It starts over again. And you have to be okay with sometimes starting over um, with your understanding of something. Um, so that you can actually take a step back, so then once you kind of get it and and um uh, and 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 you put it into your kind of your ethos and who you are, then you can kind of accelerate. And so, just using that gym approach, helping people understand how to grow, empower, and multiply is something that we we use, and we've seen a lot of success with. So,
0: if I ask you to compare uh, you as a person who was. Uh, uh, who was scared uh, when uh, your superior gave you the responsibility and uh, with the person who you are today, so what do you say? What is the difference that you are observing you oh. what, what is, there is a lot of difference
1: yeah, you know here's the thing um, leadership leadership is 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 about I honestly think it's about two things. it's about reward or it's about the responsibility and that young leader, I, I I didn't want I didn't want the reward. I didn't want the responsibility. I didn't want any of it. I was just like I just want to be, like just let me be. You know, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be okay until I got thrust into that role, and then I realized. And I, well, I, here's here's the thing. I think I did. I think at the, I think I did at that point in time. I didn't want the responsibility, so it was not so much the reward. I think at that time I don't want the responsibility. I just want to be now um as a as a as a older leader you know i i accept the responsibility like easily easily like it's i get it like it's not it's it's not a it's not a hard sell for me to understand that i that i that i have to be responsible for a team or of people or or money or a business unit financials that's it that's that's the easy part and then this may sound kind of cliche but it's not it's the truth but the reward is is the people and seeing them grow and develop the best piece of advice that I got was um from a mentor and a sponsor Jim Hogan and I asked him like you know um uh I don't know it was probably about 12 years ago it was 15 years ago and I asked him what's the key to, to success um, I was it was, start, I was starting with a new company and he didn't say anything about financials he didn't say anything about results he said, Steve, develop and export great talent. And I thought about that and I just realized, I was like, that is just, the, that is, you know, initially I was like, that's just the stupidest thing. Don't you have to make money? Don't you have to beat your sales from last year? Don't you have to, you know, um, you know, all this stuff. And then I started to realize, it's like, no, he said, no, it's, um, you know, if you can, if you can develop and export great talent, guess what? all those people that you export all those people that you develop they become a little microcosm if you will of steve worthy you know it's it's you know it's your it's a piece of your legacy if you will jim jim passed away about two years ago from cancer and i i i often think about you know our time together and and he's impacted so many other people's their their lives i often wonder if he ever thought about like his legacy that that almost at any moment, whenever I get taught, whenever I talk about leadership, I bring up his name like that's his legacy, you know, for me. And so when I think about what I'm trying to do. How many people am I truly impacting and what's my legacy going to be? So from that younger Steve to to this older Steve, I accept the responsibility and the reward is is uh, is, is is developing and exporting and coaching great people.
0: so what what ex, what actually your business is right now so what you are telling uh, what you are teaching and what are what exactly people are going to learn from you and uh, uh, how big your company is now
1: yeah so you know right now uh, what we what, what a lot of people struggle with what they're struggling with is is um what we've been seeing a lot is two things um a lot of people feel like they're running out of time a lot of people that we're coaching they feel like they're running out of time to and what they mean by that is that they're they feel like they're running out of time to do something of significance, and they want to leave their mark on the world, and they think it has to be something big and massive. They think it has to be this big, grandiose thing that they actually have to, um, you know, uh, go and you know, build an ivory tower and and do all this other stuff. And 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 what we try to, we meaning me what I try to help them with is to understand it's it's about the journey it's about taking taking stock in the journey and the people that you've you've come in contact with but it's also about developing your value system and what it is that you want to stand for and we spend a lot of time with that we spend a lot of time we do a we do a personality test and it's um uh, it's called Enneagram um you know the United States we are so big on like personality tests. And all these other different things. But the Enneagram, it it talks about nine different personality types. And the but the thing I the thing if you can look it up and research it too. But the thing that I really like about the Enneagram, we use that as a um as one of the pieces of the of our intake. So when they yeah, do it, the yeah. So
0: you are selling down things. I can't remember. <laughs> um what was I talking about?
1: Um Holy crap! I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, um, what was I saying? What was I saying, man? because I was, I was actually more—I got more concerned for you because I was like, "I was he like, okay?'" And, so, uh, and I, I think I, I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure you were good to go. And I, I think I, I lost my train of thought at that time, so I, I do apologize. Um, you know, um, what were we talking about? I think we're talking a little bit about. um, Maybe we were talking a little bit about our our approach, I think maybe the gym approach or something like that um, and responsibility. Different things um, along that line, so I can't remember, but you can go and ask another question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sure. So you are into different uh, professions in your life, so. So now uh, uh, you became a teacher and you're telling, you're you're giving, you're giving back. um, so, right, oh right. That's, what
1: yeah. that's, what it, see, that's what it was that's what that's what it was that's what you what are what are they what are we what are we talking to our to our, our 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 people about our our uh, clients about that's what it was or what am i seeing and so that's that's what it was we were talking about um that it was twofold that they a lot of them feel like they're running out of time that's what they here we go I, i'm back on track now A lot of them feel like they're running out of time to do something of significance. That's what it was. And what we've had to help them realize was that it's not this big, you know, build an ivory tower tower type of deal, put your name on a a billboard type of achievement that's really going to be impactful. It's the everyday connections and encounters that you have with people in your team those are going to be the most important pieces of significance that, that you're, that you're you're ever going to achieve. Yes. Do you want to, if you want to start a business, we can, we can walk you through some of those, some of those things, but helping them understand that, you know, um, a lot of times it's getting past the negative talk that they've actually had in their entire life Um, as a child, uh, you know, a lot of things that, may have you know we're we're, you know as a coach i'm not a therapist i'm not a counselor so we don't delve deep into that oh and i was talking a little bit about the the personality types that's what i was that's where i left off because we do the enneagram and i apologize i'm going i'm jumping all around here i'm just trying to get myself back to where i left off um and then we we the enneagram is a nine personality type model and it's um we use that to help them understand about their personality and who they are. The thing about a lot of personality types is that they're very surface level and they give you stuff just kind of based off of um, business stuff and where you are right now and, and, and within your role. The Enneagram delves deeper into truly like your heart and like who you are. Like I don't know, it's uh, it's it is it is it's literally, and I and I don't say this jokingly. It literally changed my life, and how I think about myself, and what I know about myself. And I don't put full, you know, like 100%. Oh my gosh, this is the. I just I don't do anything but but trust this. But it gives me a really good understanding of who I am, and it, and and it, it causes me to pause but then ask more questions about myself. And so we utilize that to help people understand who they are and maybe some of the roadblocks and hurdles that they need to overcome. The second thing that we really focus in on and help people with, and this, this, this can go into different extremes is the idea, the concept of imposter syndrome. And that is the idea of feeling that you're really, that you're not good enough to, to do what it is that you wanna do like you want to write a book oh my gosh nobody's gonna read my book who's gonna read my book i'm not i'm not worthy enough to write a book um i want to start a company Uh, nobody's gonna buy my product you know so i'm not gonna even start or yourself i'm quite sure probably initially maybe you were like oh do i really want to like interview all these people you know and then you're like and then you got past that and guess what now you i don't even know how many people you've interviewed but i know it's a ton but you were you've been able to get past that and so Helping people kinda of get past that idea of self doubt, low self esteem, and realizing that the the big thing about I honestly I think about what you do and what and what I do is that it's not about us. It's about the people that we that that listen to our message, that listen that'll listen to this. Right? It's not about you and I. It's about the people that'll listen to this and hopefully you know, you and I have been able to change somebody's thought process about something. And it's the same thing with like imposter syndrome and helping them understand, you know, imposter syndrome only happens when you're really about to do something big. You're about to do something outside of your wheelhouse. When you are comfortable where you are, you don't get that feeling of like, oh my gosh, like no one's going to do, no one's going to read this. It's because, no, because you're comfortable. But when you're about to do something like of significance, that maybe some of that self doubt will creep in. It it, it it does. We're we're all humans. And that's okay. That just lets you know that you're about to do something big. And so you need to utilize that and as a springboard to understand that, hey, this is gonna be something big and it's but at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the people that are gonna receive my message, work with me in the business, listen to my podcast or whatever. It's about them. And once we focus in on that, man, you know, you can you can do anything
0: so
1: what is your podcast is about yeah so it's it is um it is so the first podcast that we had um it was the worthy podcast and so we were focused in on a lot of um leadership issues and we did we talked about imposter syndrome we talked about enneagrams and we talked a little bit about leadership and some other some other attributes in there, therein right now what we focus on course it's uh, it's called retail leadership with steve worthy we focus in on the retail leader and here's the thing that we that i know is that there are about i want to say three out of five people and and definitely in in the united states have worked in the um, worked in or know somebody that has worked in the retail world and the retail world is super fast paced it is so quick um and the the ideas and the decisions that a leader has to make within that retail environment are so vast. I think what um, I I did some research and I think they say that the average person makes 35,000 decisions per day, and a lot of those decisions are on cruise control, right? It's like how you brush your teeth, how do you how do you get to work, how do you put your clothes on, like all of those things are kind of like cruise control. You don't even think about it. But then you think about it in a retail environment where you have customers, product, you know, visitors, associates, uh, sales, um, environmental things, weather. You have all these different. I mean, so many different variables, and that you are constantly changing and thinking about things differently. The the velocity of your decisions impact, and I and I, and, and dare I say this, because I do say it, um, that you know, decisions they impact everybody every day all over the world. They they truly do. And we focus in on helping them understand how to advance their career, focus in on how they um, how they fit within their their corporate um, and market culture. Um, but then also we focus in on helping them uh, communicate. Those are our three pillars: career advancement, culture, and communication. And we base um, everything kind of around that because what I've noticed in my career is that those are the three things that um, I've seen. And I've helped with I've helped people a lot with in retail are those three areas: is career advancement, the communication, and how do they fit? How do they remain themselves um, as a leader within that within that corporate culture as they move up the ladder? Because the tendency is that you know you you start to become something that you're not just to fit in, and so my goal is to help them understand how to how to um, um, keep that portion of who they are. That authenticity um, about themselves as they kind of move up the ladder, and that's to me, that's that's the most critical part. That's been, I think, a big part of my success is being able to keep my authenticity um, at every level. Uh,
0: that shows the purity of yours.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
0: So I'll put uh, all your uh, links, uh, your website and your podcast and all your business links in the description of this video. People who uh, want to collaborate with you to take your services, uh, not only from US, from anywhere on this planet, if they want to uh, connect with you, they they will connect with you and I'm sure they'll improve their skills if they are not. And uh, they will uh, do business with you if uh, they feel that uh, whatever you said is uh, uh, right and commandable and uh, things that uh, what you said is truly working and uh, works for the yeah development.
1: yeah no I pr- I appreciate that man I appreciate that I you know like I said I know we've been trying to connect for a while this has been has been well worth the wait man um, I, I'm. I'm excited for what you're doing, and um, I, I, I just I'm just glad that I've actually been able to connect with you because you know another six months, man, I, I, you know you, you know you I, you won't even remember me. You're gonna be like Steve Worthy, who who who? i I'm, I'm I now I'm talking to Bill Gates. Now I'm talking to Elon Musk. You know what I mean? And so the fact that I'm actually able to get in here on the ground floor, I'm excited about that. You know, don't forget me. Don't forget me. When you, 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 you get there, dude, don't forget me, man.
0: I'll definitely tell uh, the leadership qualities uh, and uh, the experiences of yours, which worked for you and which will definitely work for uh, work for millions of people, to the Elon Musk and to the Bill Gates when I connect with them and definitely mention your name. There you and, go. There uh, you and go. definitely tell uh, the great work that you're doing
1: i appreciate that i appreciate that man
0: so at last uh so have you seen any videos of mine on youtube and uh, what do you say about it
1: <laughs> your you know your questions right i think um I, I think everybody says this that um you know when um whenever i, I hear them talk about you right and, and they the, the the level of the questions that you ask right i think there's a purity you know behind the questions that you ask right you know, you can tell um, I've been on different podcasts and different things and or talking to different people. You can tell when it's kind of scripted and, you know, you know, they, they have this set level of questions that they want to ask. You know, I honestly feel and I felt like you were listening the entire time. And then every question that you had was based off of what I was talking about. And i and i know that's kind of sad to say right because you think about people who are doing interviews you think that they will be listening half the time they're not you know i listen you listen but there's a lot of people out there they they just wait for you to stop talking so that they can ask that question that they've been you know it's it's on their list it's like number three okay i gotta ask you so what's your definition of leadership well dude we just we didn't even talk about that we were just talking about like the the flowers Right. But you want to know what my definition of leadership is. Like, stop it. Like, that's just one of those questions. And so um, the fact that you were listening, you were asking questions based off of my responses um, for me, put me at ease and um, made me want to give you like more. You know what I mean? And, and and your audience more because I was like, this dude's listening. He He actually cares. So I have to care even more you know what I mean? And make sure that I'm helping his listeners out. Right. And it's, it it almost felt compelled in a, in a, in a positive way to give more of myself during this video than I think I've actually had in a lot of other ones. And I just, and I think that's, that's you, you put people at ease and um, it's a great quality that you have like that. You have approachability that we just talked about, like on camera, even from, even from where you are, there's a, there's a measure of approachability that you have that, uh, yeah, you know, puts people at
0: ease so kudos to you so i'm sure in coming days uh, you are going to be one of the important people on this planet uh, and uh, who are going to create uh, extremely positive effect and uh, who are going to uh, be the main person uh, who can create uh, uh, the, these leadership uh, you know qualities that you have learned, that you personally have seen from different people, all your knowledge, all your personal thoughts about it. I'm sure every person who connects with you, every person who knows you, uh, learn something from you, and uh, I'm sure they'll be proud to connect with you, and uh, they'll, they'll, they will educate themselves by seeing uh, you and uh, learning from you, and then at the same time, I'm sure you'll be the reason for a lot of successful people on this planet when the day until the day you be alive.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that, man. I really do.
0: So Thank you very much, sir, for giving me your valuable time and spending your valuable experience with my audience and to the world.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I have, um, like I said, we've I've been looking forward to this time with you. And um, I'm just finally glad that we actually got the opportunity to connect. And, um, you know, I just, you know, wish you wish you all all the success in the world, man, all the success and whatever that is for you, whatever that definition of success is for you. I wish it for you. And um, because you deserve it, there's a like I said, there's an authenticity. You know, we say this um, and I got some some clothing coming out and we say this, that authenticity has no competition and you know and um you know hopefully we can connect now maybe i'll get your get your address and i'll send you send you one of those shirts man but i truly believe that with you authenticity has no competition man and you know you are head and shoulders above a lot of people that are out there doing this professionally like getting paid all these money like all this money like you are head and shoulders above above those guys and gals so kudos to you keep it up
0: thank you sir so at last do you have any message
1: you know i the the one thing that we say not just the authenticity has no competition but you know we we always talk about leadership as a journey but for you to be successful you have to be an active participant in that journey you just can't be on the journey you can't allow the journey to happen to you you can't allow life to happen to you you have to be an active participant and you have to go out um, get information, understand who you are, so that you can say no to a lot of other things that are trying to buy for your time. But be an active, be an active participant in your journey. Don't allow your journey just to happen to you.
0: Awesome. So, can I put uh, this video and audio clip on my YouTube channel with your permission? Absolutely. Yeah, and also, can I put this video and audio clip on my uh, website, podcast, social media, internet, everywhere with your permission?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, thank you, Steven. I'm sure right. uh, we'll connect again when you become uh, big. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you. God bless. Yeah. Take care. All right.